We're glad to be with you tonight. Uh, we've been looking forward to this time. It came up rather suddenly, uh, but uh, we, we hope that we're as ready as we can be to present to you uh, what we tried to do in Ukraine back in October of this year. We, uh, I don't know, many of you may not be aware of our presence in Ukraine and how long that we have actually been there in, in, in a support role. Back in 1994, uh, Steve Hale and another group of Christians from this place went to Ukraine. The, the Soviet Union had, had dissolved only a few years earlier, and many missionaries were coming in from around the world. At that time, missionaries were very welcome. Uh, the people there in the Soviet Union, they were, they were hungering and thirsting for something that they didn't have. And... Uh, as, as you probably know, the, the official religion of the Soviet Union probably was uh, the Russian Orthodox, although many of them just lived it in name only, and actually there wasn't much religion at all. At that time, uh, a number of churches were established, but it wasn't, it wasn't only the Church of Christ that had a presence. Denominations began to come in, and as time went on, the, uh, the, re, the, the response or the reception that we get from people over there is, is cooled off. It's not as powerful as it once was. At the time that uh, this group of Christians went over there and established this church, it's at a little town called Krasner Mist Church of Christ. Um, This is a, a church about 40 miles uh, from the city of Donetsk. Donetsk is a large city of, of well over a million people. But this is a small church that uh, was established at that time. The church has struggled through the years. There's been as few as 8 to 10 members to as many as 30 to 35 members. The church is beginning to bounce back some. Uh, there are about 22 members there now. Uh, we have a young preacher there. His name is Sasha Rodnev. And uh, he's, he's very young, but he's very zealous. He's very energetic. He works hard. He tries to, to, to get the church to grow again. Uh, he's faced many challenges in the past. They've had challenges of not having enough funds to do their work. They've had challenges of preachers that have come in that have not been what they said that they would be and they actually stole from the congregation. But now things are looking up. One real positive sign is that we have a lot of uh, men in the church now. I don't know if you noticed when you came in, but there's a poster back then, back there that the church at Krasnermist presented us, and it's the, it's the pictures and names of all of the members of the Krasnermist Church of Christ. And you'll, you'll notice that there are a number of men there now, which is really good, a good sign. In the past, it's been primarily dominated by women. So we're hoping that this will evolve into eventually have, where they'll have elders and uh, have a full-blown church there. And we're very encouraged by that. The, Ukraine has a lot of problems. Um, we might say, well, so does America. America has a lot of problems. But um, some of the problems in Ukraine are similar to ones in America. Some of them are worse and some of them are better. They're experiencing a, a great moral decay over there. Uh, young children are... Uh, 
are experimenting with drugs. Probably it's more, actually, it's more alcohol than drugs at a very early age. I was talking with one of our translators, and he said that second graders are drinking. And they're actually drinking on school property sometimes. Uh, this is not officially condoned, but they, get, they do it. Uh, the, the problem with sex outside of marriage is very pro- prevalent over there. And there's a, there's a problem with uh, immodest dress. There's, there are so many problems with that. Well, that's, that's the problem we got in America, sure. So it's something that every place has to contend with, which proves beyond shadow of a doubt that, we need, that they need the Lord, that we need the Lord, that we all need the Lord. Also, we, we see a, a less emphasis on religion over there. Uh, there's more skepticism than there ever, ever has been before. What was our purpose when we went to Ukraine this year? Our purpose was to, to encourage this church. Of course, we know the ultimate purpose for, of any mission, missionary work is for people to be saved, people to be baptized into Christ and be saved. And this was our goal. But unlike in some other missionary areas, people don't just flock to, uh, to campaigns like they do in some, in some missionary areas. The way that we see that this is working in Ukraine is we work through the local congregation. They bring souls to Christ and, and souls are saved. And that's what's been happening. That's why the church in Krasnominsk has grown. If you would turn with me to Acts, the 15th chapter. This is at the, at the, toward the beginning of Paul's second missionary journey. He had completed his first missionary journey and he was ready to, to go out and, and, uh, and go on the second missionary journey. If we look at verse 36, this kind of highlights what we were trying to do. I'm not, we won't say that we were any, trying to do anything as, as great as what Paul was doing, but our, the, the goal was the same. And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. That's what we were, that was, that was our aim, is to encourage. Sometimes, I, if, if we're in a remote area trying to, um, to do something for the Lord and we don't have encouragement from outside, it gets very lonely out there. You've got 20, 22 some odd Christians trying to struggle to, to maintain a congregation and to save the lost. But our coming was a great encouragement to them. And you could tell it by their, the reception that we received when we came. <clears throat> I can't read that from here, so I'll read it here. We wanted to return to the mission point and find out how they were doing. And we wanted to encourage and we wanted to help. Uh, let me back up here. We've been on several of these trips, and we wanted to, first of all, renew our acquaintances with these people, and we wanted to get with them and, and just encourage them, edify them. And this year, we came up with the idea of, um, which is something we, use, we do here, is, is, is to, uh, to try to, to start up a teddy bear ministry. 
Now, how that's going to work in Ukraine, I don't know, but the, the ladies were extremely enthusiastic about it. And there are a lot of young children that we think could benefit from this. Children are the same everywhere. If children love little teddy bears here, they love them over there. And we saw this as a way to reach out to the community because they have a very close relationship with this orphanage of Oshalon. And and Buddy Pickler will talk about that in a little bit. And uh, that relationship will help us, will help the church there at Krasnamist grow, we hope. Um, We certainly are, are indebted to... Patty Willoughby and her and her uh, ladies that worked with her to put these teddy bears together and where they just needed to be, uh, where they were in preparation to be stuffed and, and painted, and uh, they just, they just loved it. Um, <clears throat> Another thing we wanted to do was to provide lessons for, for children of all ages. We wanted to c- conduct a VBS at the church and at the local orphanage and provide lessons for adults with special classes for the ladies. That, that was our plan. Also, we, we feel like that the children are, are such an integral part of our, uh, our work over there. You know, children, if, if children learn the, the things that they need to know about Christ early, then uh, this, this could be the, the church of tomorrow. If they can get to the, if they can get to the, through to the children, then they can get to the adults. I failed to mention that uh, we also we put the little labels on the the teddy bears that said "Made with Love" from Krasnodar Church of Christ, written in Russian, and we're certainly indebted to Kevin Bass for doing that for us. And we're hoping that through that particular means and other means that that, that church can reach more people. In Matthew 18, verses 1 through 6, we, we, we know that Jesus loved little children. And that's, that was our, one of our main efforts. You know, I mentioned a moment ago that uh, there was great moral decay in, in Ukraine and in many other countries as well. But in Ukraine, there is a great problem with child abandonment. These children in orphanages are not there because their parents are dead, most of them. They're there because they've been abandoned by their parents. So there's a great work that needs to be done to, to work with these children. This is a picture of the Krasnomist Church of Christ. This picture was taken before we came over there and was on uh, uh, one of their websites. But... Uh, I just thought you might like to, to see that particular photograph. That's the entire church at, the, at this time. This is the, the ladies' workshop. Um, I can't see from here. This is the one, this is the one where they were making uh, cards to send out to those that, were, uh, you know, that are sick and various things like we do. And they were, they were making these cards, and they were using stamps that we we provided from this church and Sherry Kibbe donated these stamps and we're certainly indebted to her for that. And this is where they're working on the, the teddy bears and these women, they just went right into that. They were very excited about it and, they, uh, and they, they, some of them went home and worked on it into the wee hours of the morning to finish them up. And here they proudly present what they, what they, they work. 
their work. Now, we, we did not deliver those to the orphanage or anywhere else. We want them to deliver them. We want them to, to know that it was from the Christmas Church of Christ. I just have a few shots I want to show you about uh, various things that were going on. There's some children that were working with some crafts. We see Susan and Carol here teaching. I didn't mention to you the, the ones that went on the campaign. I'll do that now. Uh, myself and, and Pat, and uh, there were Doug and Connie Allen, and Buddy and Sissy Pickler, Carol Keff, Susan McCulloch, and... Um, and... Matt. <laughs> Matt Brown, right here. Uh, it, it's easy to get nervous up here. <laughs> Okay, here's, here's one with Susan and Sissy with their children's crafts. They were doing a sun visor for one... And all of these crafts that they were doing were related to a lesson that they were teaching. Here's Doug and Connie working on a craft together. Now, some of these crafts, some of the men tried it, and I found them pretty difficult. So we're asking these kids to do <laughs> some of these things that's kind of hard for us to, to do ourselves. And uh, here's, here's, show, here's one with, uh, with Carol and Susan. Okay, this is Susan, Pat, and Sissy with, with the children. I need to mention our translators. Uh, these, these translators are, are very integral to our, uh, our work because we don't know Russian. So uh, we had four translators. We had two that stay with the men and two that stay with the women. Uh, and their names are Kostya. I, I don't know their last names, but, but they were Kostya, Sasha, uh, Lyra and Dasha. They were great. Okay. There's a shot of Buddy with some of his new friends. Now, this, this was taken at Devo Shalom. And uh, this shows Matt studying with the teens. Uh, Matt's going to come and, and just give you some in, insight into some of the things that he worked with when he was with the teens. Okay. That, Matt. Ukraine round two. Second time I was ready to go. First time there were so many unknowns. First time out of the country. Didn't know what the people, the church, didn't know what any of that would be like. This time I knew what to expect. I was ready to go. So the nine of us. And as we joked around, you could either look at it as I had eight other moms and dads going on the trip. Or I was responsible for looking out of eight more seasoned members. But either way you look at it, the team was great, and it, it was so much fun. And as Tony mentioned, I was, my primary goal over there was with the teen class. <clears throat> and with going in the fall, uh, some of the kids that were there last year, they had gone off to college or couldn't make it due to school. And so for the most part, we had three main ones. And as they say, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. We had Yuri, Ira, and Ira, and all three, they were members of the church at Kresnermysk, and they were members of the Lord's church. For the most part, they had a decent knowledge of the word of God, and Yuri, he is planning to go to Bear Valley, which is the institute to train preachers in Ukraine. So 
in the class, it wasn't as much me teaching as it was reinforcing things they already knew, trying to encourage them. And then we would just have talks about things that go on in Ukraine and in America to compare and contrast and to see what we could do differently either here or there to help us in our Christian walk. But while we were over there, uh, the class's topics were love, the church, the fruit of the Spirit, and the biblical definition of being a Christian. And my favorite part of the trip, without a doubt, had to have been the orphanage. Last year we weren't able to go, and so this was a new experience for me. And it was really my first time to work with any orphanage. It was just something about it that I enjoyed so much. And I guess for the trip, to use a couple of spiritual analogies, we'll take part of two accounts. We'll take the Tower of Babel and the coming of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. At times it feels like we're at the Tower of Babel. You have a hundred kids running around speaking a language you don't understand. But then at the same time, uh, there's an order and a sense of, of pride almost. Because even though you can't communicate one-on-one with children like you do here, you are still able to know that your work and purpose is being accomplished. There's the sense that when someone prays over there, there's no doubt in your mind that God hears their prayer. It is, feels no different than it does here. And there, there's no language barrier with God. So even though we can't communicate very well, even though we may not baptize people while we are there, our trip wasn't in vain. We went to encourage the church, and I feel like without a doubt we were able to do that. And all in all, the, the trip was amazing. If you have the chance to go, I would definitely take that chance. Oftentimes we say that the work in Kresner, and yes, we were doing things for the Lord, but I, I personally do not view it as work because when you have so much fun and such joy as I do when I'm over there, it, it can't be work. It, the trip is just amazing. And uh, I, I thank you for all your prayers and those that made donations. I, I really appreciate that. And please continue to pray for the work that goes on in Ukraine and as well as the work all over the world. Thank you. Well, I plan to get up here and speak about 15 or 20 minutes in Russian, but I figured y'all wouldn't understand. Uh, There might be one person in here that could keep up with me, but the truth of the matter is, this this is my fourth trip, and I can barely say please over there. So what Matt was talking about is true. Uh, You know, it's... It's a little uneasy when you have a bunch of kids come up to you and they're trying to tell you something and you just can look back in their eyes and, and you can't say a word. You don't know what to say to them. So one thing that goes a long way over there is hugs. They love hugs. Tony mentioned that we, we went to Novo Shalom. We call it an orphanage. They call it an internaut because, as Tony said, um, a lot of the kids, their parents are alive They've just been abandoned. Uh, There are kids in in some of these facilities that have 
alcohol or drug problems. Novo Shalom, this is our third year to go there, is a internaut with kids of special needs. They may be physical, they may be mental, they may be emotional, what have you, but they're all special needs kids. And after going there three years, they're kind of special to me too. Uh, this is the front of the orphanage. Um, it's a, you can tell the, the day that we took that picture, it was a gorgeous fall day. First couple of days we were there, it wasn't too great, but that was a gorgeous fall day. We talked uh, several lessons from the New Testament, primarily on the birth of Christ and a couple about Paul, his conversion and his shipwreck. And we did a skit on the Good Samaritan. And you'll see a picture of that here in a minute. We had high hopes of going to the school there and teaching uh, there. And uh, we were told after we got there that in order to go into school, we'd, we couldn't teach them a Bible lesson. So the Good Samaritan uh, with uh, Doug Allen's uh, great theatrical expertise, he retooled it to where it was the Good Gypsy instead of the Good Samaritan. And so we were all cast as, as uh, gypsies and, and different people in that area. Well... They wouldn't let us into schools at all, so we weren't able to do the good gypsy, so we did the good Samaritan. Um, we, at the orphanage, we used a VBS format where we uh, taught Bible lessons, uh, we used crafts to reinforce them, and we used skits to reinforce it. Um, here's a, a picture, and these two little boys were in our class the first year we went. So this is four years later. They're still there. They're doing a, a craft here. On a, it was a sun catcher, uh, a rainbow sun catcher, and we tied it into the shipwreck of Paul, the hope that you can have um, in, uh, uh, in God. In the resurrection of Christ, this was a, a color chart they did that uh, I would really like to have seen them finish it, but it was so so big that uh, they couldn't complete it in the time that we were there. Um, but this, it was a color chart, and it said, he lives, and it was about uh, Christ's resurrection. Um, here's a, our Good Samaritan skit. And you know, before we went on this trip, I wouldn't have ever thought that Pat Huddleston had a mean bone in her body. But she got cast as one of the thieves, and that's poor Tony on the ground. And she just beat him something unmercifully. And she stole her money, and we had to catch up with her later on when she was shopping with his money. That's not true. That's not true. But she played the part very well. And we had fun with the, with the skit. Someday I'll tell you my part. I, I've done it twice. Uh, here's a picture of Connie uh, with one of her friends uh, in the class that she taught. Uh, in front of the two girls is a prayer journal that they did, and the drawing there was some artwork the girl did. Very talented artist. Some kids in those classes are just incredibly talented. Now let's kind of go over some of the kids in, uh, in Nova Shalom. little blonde-headed guy in the front. Um, I don't know his name, but I could guess Sasha. If he's not Sasha, he doesn't belong there. They're all Sasha. Everybody's Sasha. Uh, but he has been there all four years. Um, Sasha, our preacher, and that's the, the young man sitting at the desk, he took the older kids. Uh, we went prepared to have four classes, 20 kids apiece. We got there, and they said, here's 117. 
Okay, so we took the oldest 20-some-odd kids, and we gave those to Sasha, and then we spread the others around, the rest of us. So this is Sasha uh, teaching the older kids. Matt was a rock star there. I mean, if you, if you can't tell from this picture, he's signing autographs. Those kids just thought he was something special. Now, we didn't tell him, but they were asking all of us to sign autographs. You know, that's just kind of the way it goes over there. And they asked for your phone number. But we made sure we didn't put all the digits in because we didn't want any collect calls from Ukraine. Um, kids everywhere love to sing. And here, they're, I think they're doing the Sea of Galilee. And they just love that song. Doug found out he has Ukrainian roots. <laughs> this, this is truly a famous Ukrainian poet. And it has to be Doug's great-grandfather or somebody. And the uh, resemblance was just remarkable. Okay, every, every year there's a kid who reaches our heart and just takes it out and squeezes it. This year is Lisa. That was a picture of the class that Lisa's in. All those kids are seven. Lisa's a little girl in the red coat. You can tell she's about a head shorter than everybody else. That kid did not stop moving all week long. She was a sweetheart, but she was the most active little child we've ever seen. Uh, the last day we were there, uh, she got upset over something, and Dasha comforted her. You can't see it in that picture unless you just look, take the picture and look at it real close. There's a big old tear on that girl's cheek. Gorgeous little girl. She has three brothers in that orphanage, too, or in that internet. So there's four of them there. We'll come back to Lisa in a minute. Um, but she's not the only one. There's lots of kids there that need a hug. Uh, here's some out in the hallway waiting for us to, to begin our uh, songs at the end of, of our study with them. We would come in, have a song with them, then go do our lessons, then come back and have a couple songs. Uh, like I said, there's plenty of them that needs a hug. Here's another class uh, of wonderful kids. And kids of all ages, they, they just kept coming, they kept getting older, and it was interesting to look at some of these kids and say, I remember him from three years ago. I remember him. I remember her. The first year that we went, Sissy and I taught in this class, and the little girl that was in that class, uh, her mother was the teacher. And when we've been in Latin America, sometimes they're a little unruly. These kids were well-disciplined. If they started talking... The teacher would look at them, put her hands like that. Then every kid in the classroom's got their hands like that on the desk and looking at us. And they were quiet and they were listening to us. This year it wasn't quite as good as that. Um, here's 19 kids that were in one class and they got to hear the story of Jesus. They would not have gotten to hear the story of Jesus if we hadn't gone. As far as we know... We are the only group that goes there, and we get to go there every year, once a year for a VBS. Sasha, our preacher, goes there once a month and does studies with them. They were so excited when they saw us come. I want to thank you all for the opportunity that this group has had to go to Ukraine. 
and study with these kids and study with the people at the congregation. Without your help, it wouldn't have been possible. We are your ambassadors over there, and they need our prayers. Little Lisa, you can see, she's got kind of a pondering look on her face. And she's just wondering if we'll pray for her and if we'll come back. Uh, I don't know that these kids would ever have heard of Jesus if we hadn't been there. And yeah, we, we didn't go through and, and try to baptize kids or, or adults or, or anybody. Our main purpose was to edify the church at Krasner Misk and to show these children at Novo Shalom that Jesus loves them and show them Jesus' love. And hopefully over the years, their hearts will be touched and they will seek him out. But if we didn't go there, they may, may never have heard of him. Thank you. really appreciate everyone's attention tonight and uh, I hope that you understand a little bit better of, what, of our work there and, um, and maybe some of you would like to be a part of that. Some, there are others in this, in this very room that have been there before and we hope that some of them can go again. So um, it's a great work and I hope that you understand a little bit more about it this evening. We do, we do hope that we accomplish something. We hope that uh, the Lord is pleased with our work, and we hope that it will result in many souls being saved. This morning, J.P. talked about uh, Nicodemus a little bit, and I didn't know that he was going to do that because that's my uh, invitation is going to be centered on that. But uh, I'm going to look at it from a slightly different viewpoint than he did this morning. Uh, turn with me to John, the third chapter. Nicodemus uh, was a man that wanted to find out more about what God wanted him to do. So he visited Jesus. And uh, he wanted to know how he could inherit eternal life. And uh, Jesus said that in verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We know that being born again is... uh, it symbolizes the way that we come into the church. Uh, Paul, in his letter to the Romans, says it's when you, when you are baptized into the church and into the kingdom that you're raised to walk in newness of life. That's what being born is all about. You begin a new life. Um, this is what we wish for, for all men everywhere, to be born again. To put away that past part of your life where you were not following Christ and then begin to follow him. What does it mean to be born again? Uh, Some have said, well, we believe that the power is somehow in this water that that we're to be born again. We know that there's no power in the water of itself. The power is in obedience to the word of God. Uh, It's more than than just... uh, an act that we do because we're told to do it, but that would be reason enough. But it's a great, it's a perfect symbol of what, of how Jesus died and was buried and arose again the third day. We are reenacting his death, burial, and resurrection when we are baptized into Christ. 
So not only in Ukraine, but everywhere, God wants people to be saved. Jesus went on to tell Nicodemus in, in verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's, that's what we all want, and that's what God promises if we obey him. So I want to ask you, please don't leave here this evening if you're not right with God. If We ask you that if you need to be baptized, that you would come forward tonight and there would be someone ready to assist you if you have not obeyed the gospel and become a Christian. Because that's the only way we can have salvation. The Bible doesn't give us any other means to come to him except to obey his gospel. There are also maybe some in the auditorium that uh, have obeyed the gospel, but... Uh, through trials and through various things in your life, you've uh, fallen away from God. And we want to offer you the opportunity to come back also at this time. If we can help you in any way, please come while together we stand and